Welcome to our next installment of the Rebels of the Heart virtual conference series. It's been an ongoing segment where we've featured great leaders across all different areas of business, different companies, really showing the next generation of leadership and what leadership with a heart looks like in terms of rebels breaking the rules, creating new rules, and, and establishing what a healthy business and personal relationship can look like. I'm Derek Bunston, CEO of Life Guides, uh, and we're building a platform for preparing people to do extraordinary good by using technology to match people who have been through a life challenge of some sort with those who are going through the same or a very similar experience now provide peer-to-peer mentorship support and guidance to help people be happier, healthier, and more productive in both their work life and home life and where those come together. Arnaud St. Paul, welcome. It's an honor and a privilege to have you joining us on today's installment of Rebels with a Heart. Thank you for being here. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So I'll start off with a really easy question for you. How does the phrase rebels with a heart, what does that mean to you? How do you define that in your life and your business and how you've been how you've been showing up in your work? How interesting. I guess I'm part of that club. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's probably individuals that are going a bit beyond the conventional, right? They they are and and from my standpoint, they would probably go abstract themselves from what we call reality mm. and have a direct path towards their heart, towards the beautiful life we, we live in, right? And uh, so letting go of the conventional ideas and yeah. finding their own truth. So I guess that would be my definition. It's beautiful. And I know this has personal resonance for you. You have a product and a brand called the Heartful Method, obviously. So we'd love for you to share a bit of the origin of that and your personal journey uh, through purpose and through business and how that's formed along and different steps along the way, if you would, please. Totally. I mean, actually, you know, the, that idea of Rebel with the Heart is how it started. Uh, and I was offered when I was 13, a, that idea that God was in a church and uh, and you had to do this and this and that, etc. And for me, I was a rebel. <laughs> yeah. And for me, the heart or the divine was everywhere, right? I didn't have to. So that was really the inception for me that started my journey of looking for the answer to that question that is, who am I? Mm-hmm. And that question has, is still leading me up to, the, up to today uh, on that um, idea that you know, we probably are a bit more than our mind and uh, that is inside us uh, amazing gifts that we haven't uncovered yet. And so to get back to my journey, I I really quickly went into the different philosophies, religions, practices to understand myself further and deep energy healing and a lot of different things. While I was also a financial trader, then created uh, technology companies in Europe and then in the US successfully. And, uh, and that led me to a place where I could, on one side, help people to be reborn to themselves, to be opening to their own heart, doing technology itself as well at the same time. And, but there was, I needed more, right? I needed to find a way to create a technology that would enable any leader to really connect deeply to their heart, to have a direct path to what is 
this reality, this experience, right? And, and on my journey in the past 30 years, came together tools that would help me understand what I was going through. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, I started to apply them to leaders and CEOs that uh, wanted to know more. And um, it really helped them to change their lives completely, yeah. uh, rewiring their understanding of reality. Yeah. And nowadays, I have that heartful method that became coherent uh, in, uh, the past few years. And in about three months, uh, 12 weeks, we are able to really completely change uh, the leader's uh, relationship with himself and reality and help him to grow from a mind perception to a heart one, yeah. right? And uh, so that's a bit my journey. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear some more. It's a beautiful concept, and I love the mission and the, and the work that you're doing. I'd love to hear a bit more of the detail, a bit of, about yep. the process and some of what you what you do in the 12 weeks and, and specifically how you've applied it in your life and, and how you're kind of merging those two, that, that personal experience with the collective experience of the, of the leaders that you serve. Right. right. So um, the on my, on my journey, uh, one of the things that emerged, for instance, was a life purpose. Ten years ago, I found my life purpose, which is to help one billion people to open their heart to themselves. Mm. So that's my heart's vision, right? And the reason why I'm bringing that up is that uh, when I work with leaders, I'm helping them to find what is really that that tune, that tone of theirs yeah. that makes the reason why they live that, that life, right? And so the, the purpose of this Heartful Method is really not only to help them deconstruct. So, for instance, uh, you know, we all believe that reality is there it's happening and i have to go through it and uh hustle and struggle and taking decisions etc and it's just the other way around however we have been conditioning ourselves in that direction so we're living by these standards and by these patterns so by changing these patterns we are able to open up to amazing new potentials how does that work uh, well, in the case of uh, when I work with individuals directly, uh, we have a, a, a weekly session. The first half hour, 45 minutes, it's going through a certain number of, of charts that came together as I was going through life to help me understand how consciousness works, how we're having this human experience. How can we be a conscious leader? Mm -hmm. meaning an a leader that is aware of all the decisions he's taking, right? And why he's taking them. Then after that, uh, the, we have another hour where we go through what happens throughout the week. And we start to understand the language of life, which is talking to us through these events. And they are always all related one to the other. Always. Mm -hmm. They always de describe a pattern that was, th that is still there, that is limiting us. And we want, it is ready to be transformed and reintegrated in ourselves, mm -hmm. but we haven't yet paid attention to it. 
And so the purpose of that uh, session is to look at that, uh, let go of that uh, pattern so we can accept one that is more expensive. And, and therefore, the following week, this is gone. Mm. We have already jumped to, we have done a quantum leap to a new octave of ourselves, and we can live a life that is fuller, uh, more balance, more peace, and more love. And more bottom line as well, guaranteed. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. And so after the 12 weeks, you really, you have the tools to continue on on your own, right? Uh, to do the same thing on your own. And sometimes some, some CEOs ask me to be advisor of the company, but that's uh, not, not mandatory at all. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's very powerful because we're really tapping into this, the source of yeah. this construct within which we are. Yeah. And uh, we're able to untap these potentials that we have inside ourselves. Yeah, that's lovely. And I know when you, when you develop this method, when you, when you identified your own heart purpose of opening up you know, a billion hearts, which is very much aligned with Life Guide's mission, helping a billion people thrive, right? Or reduce their yeah, struggle. Yeah. So there's a lot of overlap there. Um, did you yourself have a guide or, or a facilitator that helped you work through a process of integrating your experiences and these different teachings, or was it really your self inquiry process? And how did you really like share a bit more about how the different stages evolved through your journey as an entrepreneur and a spiritualist and philosopher, philosopher and so forth? Cause I'm really curious about that. You know? Yeah. I, I guess, in, you know, at the very beginning of my journey 30 years ago, I was, you know, I studied the Bhagavad Gita, the Kabbalah, uh, yeah. Ramana Maharishi, Alan Watts, etc. And then slowly but surely, books started to disappear and uh, to be replaced by life. So life is my guide. I have that conversation with myself, with, with life, that is helping me, guiding me towards a higher expression of myself. And... With with uh, with presence, right? Yeah. Being in this now moment, allowing it to talk to me, and I, it's it's a process that allowed me to get to a place where it became clearer and clearer what is my role on this earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, there was not a specific individual that would help me yeah. to make that happen, but. A, a series of circumstances and uh, sure. that uh, would lead me to that uh, uh, to that realization. Right? Yeah. So being in the present, then what is what is life speaking to you today? What is it saying to you today in this moment, as 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 in the present of this conversation, and also the broader present of today? The this conversation. I mean, first and foremost, the the fact that your your name is Rebels of the Heart. I mean. It speaks volume uh, of the, the coherence uh, and the alignment within which I am expressing myself now. Very, uh, really in bliss with, uh, with that. Um, today has been a day of, uh, of, in, of transformation. Uh, helped a few, a few clients to really uh, have further clarity on their journey, which always fills me with more joy. 
Uh, and uh, it, it's really a, a gift to me to be able to, to, to witness that and be present to that. Today is about really allowing myself to be more of me, right? And which I wish to any leader anyway. Um, and sometimes we, do, we dare not to be that to allow ourselves to be more of ourselves, right? And what I mean by that is by amping up the volume <laughs> of, our, of our tune, yeah. uh, of our song, of our, you know, heart song, let's put it that way, uh, and uh, just daring to be ourselves fully. Mm. And maybe be rebels, but, you know, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love that. I think, you know, the, the two comments that, or the two thoughts that come to mind as you were speaking was uh, the joy in helping, the joy in serving, right? That's something that is a present is present for you. And the the shared experience that we all have, the one that we're having in this conversation right now, and that part of the process for uh, conscious leadership, heartful intention is is the folk is the allow is the focus on presence in and of itself and allowing that to then kind of be in mutuality with other people's sense of self and how we intentionally yeah. collaborating with that. You know? and, 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 and what emerged now as you were talking is also, this is very, very pragmatic yeah. in the sense that, you know, I'm sharing my experience, the, the, the journey that allowed me to create what I've created so far and how I help people. Yeah. But it is really about, you know, whatever situation I may have, whether it is with uh, uh, with women or with uh, a certain type of employees or in my business with that type of clients or whatever, they are all there to help me accept myself further. Mm. So what if we have the keys to accelerate our path towards aligning faster with our vision yeah with our heart's vision that's what really yeah that's that that i want to share yeah that's very consistent in fact you remind me of another one of our our rebel guests we had uh susan schmidt winchester she wrote a book called healing at work and it speaks very much to that concept that the relationships that we have with our colleagues the relationships we have with our with our uh spouses or partners the relationships we have with, with just our friends they're they're mirrors to your point to yes. help identify the opportunity to learn to grow to accept to serve right that that's that is very much part of the experience and that that venue in particular where we where we work which is where we talk about is such a <coughs> fertile field for that because we spend so much time and there's such diversity and uh we don't necessarily get to choose our coworkers. Right, that's 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 being chosen by the collective, if you will. But we get to choose how we respond, how we communicate, and and our and our our willingness to continue to grow through any uncomfortable or discomfort in those communications and relationships. So, I I'm going to differ slightly from okay. what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so there is the illusion that you are not choosing this or that colleague. Yes, very true. However. They actually are a perfect match for who you are now, for who you believe to be now. Okay. Yeah. So you have chosen them for a specific purpose. 
mm-hmm. not consciously, yes, but <laughs> have been, so you have aligned with them so that they can bring you a certain message. Sure. The one that you are, you haven't been able to tell you so far and that you is going to show up through that person mm-hmm. or messages for that matter. Sure. And as soon as you are able to let go of whichever pattern was unconsciously repeating itself on autopilot so, so far, then that person will change as well. Mm-hmm. So how do we, how do we, back to that simple, so I agree with you conceptually, but how do we then, excuse me, amplify or multiply that across companies, right? So you have, cause you have co- organizations, right? That are made up of a mix of conscious to unconscious, to subconscious awareness of where people are in their life path. How do we, how do you look at that from an organizational design perspective? It's that's when it becomes very interesting because uh, once we, we start to really live that concept of alignment of coherence becomes easier to structure uh, businesses because uh, you first and foremost, you know, if I am the founder, that business is a reflection of me as well, like what we were saying earlier, right? And actually, I was just before having this conversation, I was working with a CEO uh, whose company is growing very, very fast. But there was still that connection between the founder and, and the company. So therefore, the company could not grow faster. And we had to really allow as a new type of alignment so that the, the creation itself can really grow on its own without being empowered by the CEO instead of limited by the CEO, right? Uh, and in the same way, a, a team will find its own coherence yeah. by accepting that idea of alignment, of, of, yeah. of finding coherence together and accepting also that maybe sometimes there's an element or uh, a, a situation that shows something for it to learn yeah, for the, for the team to learn about itself yeah. and grow from it, right? Yeah. So okay. once we accept that kind of way and that processes, then it starts to become easier and easier. Yeah. So to that point, in your work with, with CEOs, with leaders, entrepreneurs, how have you seen um, both those individuals and their companies, for lack of a better term, shift in the la- as a result of our shared experience of the last two years? What's the level, what's the openness or the changes that you've observed um, because of what's happened in the last two years in this in this fascinating time of humanity like we currently live. It's an amazing time. So we're so blessed uh, in so many ways. What I have seen that has even surprised me is nowadays the openness for a conversation about consciousness, meaning as a conscious leader, right? Yeah. Uh, in, within a business context, I mean. Yes. Uh, and talking about peace, balance and love Mm -hmm. i am now talking about love in a business context something that you know 10 20 years ago i would have very easily done but nobody would listen at all and now it is possible so uh we're it's amazing it's really amazing we're ready to make a shift collectively i mean yeah and what do you think has been driving that that sudden accelerant of this 
Right. The my take would be, you know, the the circumstances of the of our pandemic and uh, that forced time yeah. where people had to stop, yeah, and look at themselves, yeah, slightly deeper. Not saying fully deeper, but at least slightly deeper, and saying, okay, this is not working for me, right? Yeah, and so they they are looking for other venues that are very different from from what they are accustomed to of course yeah and 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 you know and because we're also collecting challenges right there's the pandemic and then there is the war and then there is the the climate change so uh, all that really start to uh, create questions that are deeper and uh and allow that kind of conversation to happen yeah and also really from from my point of view, we're seeing a friction as well now of, of traditional thinking of business. And, and obviously that's important. There's certain elements of business that we need to bring forward in this shift, as you described. Uh, at the same time, it seems that there's a, they're starting, I'm feeling the sense of that, of that friction happening um, as a result of this prolonged period. Where, how do you see that playing out from your point of view? Yeah. So, uh, there is a trend since about 20 years of emergence in the realm of social impact. So, so, so uh, impact finance, uh, we have the, the, the millennial and, uh, and the next generation that are more concerned about uh, seeing companies that have a purpose, right? So there's uh, several factors that are really driving the whole mass consciousness towards an opening up to a and, and then in technology you, we have the new era of quantum computer yes. uh, of AI and robots that are going to bring a lot of material abundance so it's really we're getting to a place of singularity at some point not from a technical standpoint but from a consciousness standpoint that is bound to happen in the next generation or two um and 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 even conscious capitalism uh yeah. that you know came up a few, 10 years ago 15 years ago and is now starting to get into its second or third breath right uh to grow uh into more people and we have the b corp uh as a, a movement as well and yes. many others we're not going yes. to just them all up so yeah totally and uh so to to get that to the friction aspect that friction happened 20 years ago and 30 years ago and 10 years ago. Gonna it's always, you know, keep it's up. always the case. Yes. It's always the case. But you see progress is the fundamental answer. I am definitely seeing a, a, a huge trend towards more openness and, uh, and more consciousness throughout business. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And you think that's primarily due? Well, I just do you think that's primarily due to, to the entrance of new gen- of the new generations in the workforce, or do you see that as, the more established forces in the generations doing more other personal work, or is it the blend of both? What do you think is driving that? It's that. And, you know, if you look at how humanity evolved in the past hundred years, yeah, uh, we, we discovered. So at the beginning of, of last century started to show up the, the feminine energy with uh, women that would able to vote, etc. Then we started to see, 
that we are on one earth and it is round and we saw pictures of it and so we had a uh, a proper sense of our humanity as one uh, uh coherent yes. mass right and and so then communication came so with the phone the telephone at first and then the television and then internet so we are all interconnected like in consciousness right we're, we're becoming more one yeah and at the same time the downfall of religion and the waking up of the individual spirituality mm -hmm. right so it's it's a it's really a huge trance that had started millennial ago uh, uh millennials ago i think that's the right term uh and that are coming to fruition now got it what resources would you recommend to people who are actually exploring where this shift oh if we're talking about the big shifts uh we just talked about i do not have any book to recommend uh, i never looked into that I mean, you can go read the Bhagavad Gita and all that, but that may be a sure. bit more uh, profound. Um, if uh, people want to know more about the Heartful Method, yeah. uh, you can go on the website tapuat.com, T-A-P-U-A-T.com, where there is a, a, a book that I published uh, at the end of last year, and which is called I, which is the journey of I towards itself. And, uh, and then if they want to know more, uh, have a glimpse of the Heartful Method, uh, there is, a, uh, I offer a highlight of a workshop called Three Ways to Find Harmony Within, uh, where you can get it at tapwa.com slash harmony. And uh, so, yeah, plenty Absolutely. of information there. I'm going to share a lot more as we go. That's perfect. Well, Arnaud, thank you for this conversation. I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun. It's nice to know there's other business leaders pursuing this path and, and doing thank you world. So I wish you much success on the journey. Thank you so much. And so happy to have the discussion.